Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. This podcast is powered by the pros at Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned, Arkansas operated. GoPascal.com. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. I'm always high on the hogs, guys. <laughs> I'm high. Well, I'm not high right now, but my day is young. My odometer's way up there. I'm that 2018 that's already got 130,000 miles on it. The Razorbacks rush across the field to get that boot. Tommy, Chuck, and Ty, you guys are the gold standards of sports talk radio. He bleeds to Arkansas. Ty's got good hair. We're going to take JR and Shady Grove and Miss Lisa's call coming up, but we typically talk to them. We talk to Jimmy and Conway. We'll talk to Ryan and Hot Springs, which is fine. It's great. But I want to hear some new callers. I want to hear someone that hadn't called in before. Again, our number is 877-377-6963. JR, you're up first, man. Welcome into a Tuesday. Hi, guys. How you doing? We're good, buddy. How are you this morning? Been pretty good. Been pretty good. Here, here's where I'm at with all this: is that um, you got hundreds of thousands of dollars in coaching salaries up there that have been spent to try to figure out what is going on with this offensive line during the fall, spring, uh, summer. My whole deal in all that is, if you don't have the line available to block the offensive scheme that you're wanting to do, you adjust your offensive scheme to the to the powers that you have. And it's just, it's you know, the, the unfortunate thing about this is you're not going to be able to get any of this fixed quick. It's not it's not a quick fix. And shuffling people around may be the answer. I hope, I hope it does help the situation. But the schedule doesn't get any easier either. Missouri's 4-0 or 5-0. Uh, you, you have you have a stretch of football here where, you know, everybody smells blood in the water. I mean, everybody's upset, and it, it's it's really a bad situation. I hate it for for Sam. You know, he, he seems like a good guy. He seems like he, you know. But the problem is, most people, most fans, you have an offensive line coach that is your head coach, and his failure to be able to recognize what's going on and wait till, you know, like you said, halfway through the season, trying to start shuffling people around. You know, is Dominic, is Dominic Johnson your best tight end to walking? Is that is that where we're at now? You know, the transfer portal, what did it do for you at this point? I mean, there's a lot of questions out there. Everybody's trying to process, and it, you know, unfortunately, every other team that you're going to face knows what's going on too. So, hopefully, hopefully he can get some stuff, you know, worked out there. But it just it's frustrating because you have someone who has put players in, in the pros, offensive linemen, mm-hmm. and yet there's been a failure to, rec- to not recognize insufficiencies with the offensive scheme that you're trying to run. Well, JR, I think a lot of fans and listeners right now feel the exact same way you do, and there's not a lot of pushback from me there. I will say the schedule does get easier after Alabama. I mean, Mississippi State, Florida, Auburn, and Missouri are nowhere close to LSU, A&M, Ole Miss, and Alabama. Second thing, Enos is known for these lawn-developing pass plays. I don't know if you can do that with this offensive line at this point. He might have to shake things up as the offensive line looks like it's going to get shook up. Third thing is, they should have got on the portal and gotten some tackles. You have to recognize this, especially with the offensive line background that you brought up, that these young guys that you have at right and left tackle, and really there's three of them when you combine Shambly and Manuel on the left, they weren't ready for SEC football. You should have recognized that, and you should have gotten someone to supplement it. Getting Joshua Braun and Wiggins from the JUCO ranks isn't good enough compared to what you have right now in front of you, especially when you were way behind the eight ball when it comes to the weakness of your football team. I agree with you. Everything you're saying is inarguable. But those players have to be out there in the portal. 
you know, starters at tackle that are, you know, there aren't a bunch of Jason Peters and Sean Andrews just hanging out in the portal waiting to come to Arkansas. I mean, you're right in everything you're saying, but, you know, I'd like to be able to dunk a basketball like Michael Jordan. That's probably not going to happen either. So, I mean, I don't know that what you're saying is also realistic and, hey, just go to the portal and wave the wand and, hey, here comes a couple all-conference tackles for you or just serviceable starters. Um, you're right. There's inexperience there. I think they knew that. They recognized that. I think they liked what they had. They just it hasn't panned out to this point. You know, we're halfway through the season. At some point, you know, we're going to define what the you know Chuck likes to say the the worth of the season is. You know, we're not to that point yet, but we're halfway home after this week. Two or three more ball games in. I know you get through uh, get through the Bama game, and then you you know it, it eases up, I guess, from a schedule standpoint, but. Um, if you can, no one wants to take their lumps. You're going to be better off for it in the future, but we're trying to get through this thing this year. You're right. You could have went to the portal and got somebody if they're available, but I'm just not sure it's as easy as we, we make it out to be sitting here having a conversation on a Tuesday morning. Well, I'm looking at, I mean, there's plenty of offensive tackles that were in the portal that transferred out, and I don't know what it is relative to other positions, Gary, but there were guys you could have gotten or gone after at least at that point. Maybe, better than what you have. And that's, I mean, I would think so. This And I made this statement yesterday, and I think, I mean, you can make an argument against it. This might be Sam's worst offensive line at Arkansas. Maybe. Combine his right now. offensive line coach days and his head coach days. And if he was in a room with us and wanted to speak freely, I think he would at least it, it entertain that idea. Because when you look at what you had, and everyone references 2015, you had a bunch of pro talent on that 2015, not just in the skill position with Alex Collins and, and Brandon Allen, but also on the offensive line. So I'm hoping things turned around, but we'll have to wait and see. I I hear what you're saying, but the season isn't over yet either. I mean, you know, th- th- this isn't completely defined. We're starting to paint the edges in pretty good, but uh, it's not over yet. Well, give us something else to paint then, boys. Oh, I, I, it, I'm not, get, you know. Don't get walloped. Don't get embarrassed. Don't get absolutely shut. In, or punched in the mouth on Saturday. Don't give us is A&M that. any good, though? Give us something. Is A&M good? Yeah, they're good. Okay. Are they I'm not? Joking. Well, I mean, I think we're really going to find out this week. I know they've they've handled Auburn and Arkansas pretty easily <laughs> in a pretty dominant fashion. So uh, I don't think it'll be quite the challenge up front, but Ole Miss isn't bad either up front. They're, I don't think they're A&M good, but we're going to find out how good A&M really it's, is Saturday. It's the SEC West. You know what you signed yeah. up for when you came yeah. to school at Arkansas. If you're worried about that now, you don't need to be here. Let's Fair go enough. to Billy Fair and Claire Moore, Oklahoma. Billy, welcome into the McClory Daniel Hotline. Hey, guys. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? Oh, doing real good. I think one thing I was trying to determine uh, one day, I was trying to see how in the world with this season going on, can we make it to a bowl game? And the conclusion I came to with, you know, thinking about this was, I think it just, we need to focus on one game at a time uh, before we, you know, before we go too far ahead because we got so much to figure out inside the program. And, uh, you know, on the couple of Facebook groups, right, Facebook group I'm on, all I, all I keep hearing is, you know, fire the coaches. And, you know, we're not in a position for that. I know everybody wants resolve right now. Everybody wants to fix it. But right now we just need to see how, you know, the rest of the season plays out before, you know, we start going to that drastic measure you know yeah and, and billy to that point let's let's entertain that for a second appreciate your call this morning so let's say you act some crazy hog fans give it they want they fire sam Pittman, right <laughs> who's your interim your interim dan enos your interim travis william what, what do you do and then after that who do you think you're going to get at that point where you had a coach that didn't even make it through two seasons then you had another coach that didn't even make through three and a half seasons and you don't know about the recruiting class. Sam Pittman's recruiting class has gotten better every single year. Now, don't mishear me. They they are well underperforming expectations. And I don't really like when fans or when people tell you, well, you can't do this at Arkansas, you can't do this. There are obstacles when it comes to Arkansas football and the head coaching job. But that didn't stop Frank Broyles. That didn't stop Blue Holtz. That didn't stop Ken Hatfield. And it didn't stop Bobby Petrino or Houston Nutt in this league. So that while there are obstacles, you can't make them bigger excuses to get ahead of the job at this point. I, I I just don't understand the idea. Hey, let's fire Sam now and see what happens. You don't know who would. I I don't no, understand. We're nowhere that near the philosophy. nuclear option at this point. I mean that 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 
that's not even should not even be entertained at this moment. Um, you know, again, we got half a season left to play. Uh, the you know, do you think the program's in bad hands? Poor leadership, getting competence going on. I mean, we got underperformance, but I don't think we're anywhere near where uh, where things were. We had incompetence under Chad Morris. We had someone that was incapable of doing the job. I don't think I don't think that's I don't think we can come to a conclusion anywhere near that right now with Sam Pittman. Yeah. All right. Let's go back to the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Try to run through these calls. Eddie's in Amity. Tommy, is there an Amity, Arkansas? Yeah. Yeah. Where's that? Towards Arkadelphia. When you leave Norman, Arkansas, head down uh, like you're going to Arkadelphia and back. Uh, the back road there, once you, you turn at Mount Ida, you're going to run into Amity. Okay. Well, Eddie, I appreciate I don't think you've called in before, so I appreciate your first-time call this morning, buddy. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and a big old traffic circle there in the middle of town, don't you, Eddie? Cool. Yeah, I love it. The original <laughs> traffic circle in Arkansas. It's got Conway <laughs> beat by miles. So. Right on, man. I've been I went there. around it. Been there. I went yeah, around what I'm talking about. seven times when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. It was What's fun. on your mind? Uh, I have two comments. The first one is, uh, man, uh, KJ and Rocket, they just look built for the kind of the sweep, you know, the uh, flex bone, wishbone, whatever. <laughs> and, uh, boy, Butch Jones is looking good. What do you mean I by thought that? Arkansas State was terrible. I haven't checked in yeah, on them. I think them. they won the last two or something like that. But they, they think they switched quarterbacks. All right. Are you a state yeah. fan? Is that why you're bringing it up? No, 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 no. I, I'm a, I'm a hog through and through. I mean, bad. <laughs> yeah, right now, it feels bad at times. You yeah, got that right. I fell out of a tractor bucket about ten feet and <laughs> injured my spine. I'm wearing a uh, a neck collar. Mm. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Well, Eddie, no get doubt. to feeling get to feeling better, and uh, and thanks for calling uh, this morning. You know, it's interesting. He says, you know, flex bone, kind of the old, uh, you know, some of the old Ken Hatfield stuff back in the day. Yeah, the game's changed. I don't think you can come out and run run that. But I, I hear what he's saying there as far as guys that could, uh, and, that, and that's part of that RPO game. You read the end, you make a miss. It's just it's been a little more modernized, I guess, Ty these days. Yep. All right, last call before we go to break goes to Miss Lisa. Miss Lisa, you got about a minute or so. Welcome in to the McCarty Daniel Hotline. Thank y'all for taking my call. Uh, we were there on the weekend. I should put my husband on the line because he'd be a first-time caller and he could gripe about the money we spent <laughs> going. But anyway, <laughs> and I'm going, leaving Friday for Oxford. I'll see you there. But I'll take. Uh, I'll tell you what I thought about the game. We had great seats. We had great time, except for the game. Um, I was totally embarrassed, totally embarrassed, totally amazed at, like, Sam Pittman standing out there on an island by himself. And I don't want to fire him Saturday or Sunday, but at the end of the year, Excuse me, I want all of them gone. Kennedy, Enos, all of them. I don't care who's recruited. Want to get mad, want to get upset, I start coughing. But anyway, the whole bunch is not able to coach this team, and I don't want to hear anybody say, who we going to get? There's people out there to be got. You just got to go after them, and we can win in Arkansas. If Missouri can win up there with O.P. Taylor, <laughs> we can win down here with somebody else. So I, and I like Sam Pittman. Are you wanting Don't just the assistance fired, or are you want everyone? I want the whole bunch gone. What if they went on Nobody. Saturday? Lisa, what if they went on Saturday night? I don't care if they... Ty, do you think upsetting Ole Miss is going to make that big a difference? We were totally embarrassed. I'm talking, I've been to games since I've been four years old. This was pure, and, and you're right, the score was not indicative of the game. No way. So and I just, <laughs> we've got to get rid of all of them. They're... 
we got out coached by Jimbo Fisher. He's won a national championship. He's won a national championship. I don't care what he's won. Okay. I mean, I mean, I listen to me. I, I have an opinion on this too. I think we need to fire all of them. Dan Eno should have never been hired. The Kennedy guy shouldn't have been left over. Uh, it's just if you weren't embarrassed watching that game, then something is wrong with you or anybody else. I was totally embarrassed. I was almost to tears. So what would it take, Lisa? What would it take for you to keep Sam Pittman and the rest of the staff? What would they have to do in the the remaining seven games for you to say, you know, what they can they can keep their jobs? Well, I don't know that I'd I'd be for all of them keeping their jobs. Dan Enos needs to be gone now. He just needs to be fired, regardless of what happens the rest of the season. Even if they turn it around like in 2015, Dan Enos just needs to be canned. Is what you're saying? Yes, I think he. I think he does. And I'm not in this thing. My opinion's not the only one. I mean, listen, people are upset. I mean, I love the Razorbacks. I'm not quitting the Razorbacks, but I'm done with this coaching staff, and I'm going to the walkthrough at Ole Miss. I know how it worked behind the stadium to the side. Chuck Barrett gets off the bus, and here they come. And I will be there giving my two cents, and I won't be ugly. I'll be truthful. Do you know our, well, you know all the stats. You looked them over. But I don't care if they win every game the rest of the year. They're incompetent. Now, I respect Sam for getting us out of the, but he's getting us right back down where we were. He's died. Oh, no, no, no. Hey, now, Lisa, I, I got to stop you there. <laughs> Come on. You cannot say what's going on now is anywhere close to the incompetence and buffoonery we have with Chad Morris. That's now. Now I got to stop you there. And I would think if they won the remaining seven games on the schedule, that would show some level of competence. Now, I don't think that's going to happen. And right now their backs are very much against the wall, but I don't. I, I can't necessarily agree with you on that side of things that that would uh, still be a level of incompetence that would have to result in fire. Listen, I, I understand. It cannot get worse than Chad Moore. Yeah, I understand why people are mad right now, and I was too. Y'all know I hate it's the nowhere Ag- near that now. Let's yeah. be clear. Y'all know I hate Texas A&M more than anything. I was just as mad, if not more angry, than everyone listening right now based on that result come Saturday. And I don't know if they're going to figure it out and fix it. I know we've talked about 2015, how it took the team about six games, seven games to get rolling with this offense. I don't know if you have the offensive line capability, but I also don't think you should fire Sam Pittman or this entire staff five games into a season at this point. Now, the pressure's hot. This is the hottest Sam Seed's ever been in Arkansas. How is he going to react to that? We took some te- or we took some plenty of calls this segment. We've got a lot more text to get to, and Tom, we've also got some Sam Pittman audio that we will get to in just a bit. Repeat after me, Ty. Texas A&M isn't a bad football team. They're pretty good. No, they're good. And they, <laughs> I mean, they can I mean, we showcase. We have to stop and also realize that A&M's defensive front had a lot to do with what happened on yeah, Saturday. Yeah, they can. They're, I mean, they're four and one. They're you know they're they're not they're in that upper third ish of the league. They're not. Yeah. They're going. We're going to find out a lot more about them when they play Bama. But they, they are didn't an, play chop liver Saturday. They are so. an underdog this weekend, but it's not by much. I'm going to double check. I only yeah. think it's like two and a half or something. Which usually yeah. Bama even a lot of times gets double digit favorite stuff on the road, but it is a tight game this weekend in College Station. Yeah, two and a half. So uh, that that just tells you on the bet Saracen yeah. app how the respect level for Andy. I mean, and, uh, let me be clear: you should not have gotten embarrassed like you did this past weekend. That was a joke. Your offensive line got pulverized the entire game and they should be ashamed of their performance but at the same time like Tommy's saying that's not a bad football team you lost to on Saturday Ty was only 34 to 22 don't start (laughs) don't start with that crap Hey, I was the first to say on Twitter on Saturday, hey, this doesn't depict this how is, bad the This is not this Hogs game. Plus. This is an actual <laughs> radio show with opinions that we are allowed to give without fear of the university firing a member oh. of an institution. <laughs> Don't start. We're not doing that. They only lost by 12, Ty. So. <laughs> not doing that. Oh, I'm just pushing your buttons. 
Call or text the McClarty Daniel Hotline at 877-377-6963. McClarty Daniel, a vehicle for every lifestyle. When you're looking for a new car, you want to shop for a vehicle you love with an organization you trust. You've probably heard that McCarty Daniel means making deals, but what I'm inspired by the most is that McCarty Daniel means making a difference in our community. When you buy a vehicle with McCarty Daniel, you reinvest right here in the community, in our schools, in our little leagues, in our food banks, and our people. So you're not just making a purchase, you're making a difference too. Come see us at any of our six locations in Northwest Arkansas. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B L E A V. For your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. Before we talk to Bruce Stan with Pride Coefficient, let's talk to Jeff and Fayetteville. Jeff, welcome into the program. You had some thoughts this morning. Yeah, my thoughts. Uh, I really felt like really hurt us when Bryles left. We're, we're not the program that has the athlete to just go and line up and drop your quarterback back and run over people. Browse had the right idea. He had misdirection. He had plays that, you know, that were tricky. (laughs) And Enos comes, and you have 10 straight running plays. And I still can't believe that. Do y'all know that? I've heard that we had 10 straight running plays on 10 straight first downs. Yeah, I think people were frustrated by that with Dan Eno's predictability in this past game at this point. I mean, Texas A&M was ready for a good chunk of those plays. And I get you're trying to soften the defense up and trying to keep those pass rushers off your quarterback, but there's got to be a balance. I don't know if it was 10 straight, like you said, Jeff, but I did notice the, the same kind of formula that you probably did yeah i mean i felt like with bryles we had we had uh, some trickery some misdirection oh, we had bro. a chance we had this play we were like wow that is a great play plays i had never seen yesterday yeah. snap it to the like, tight end never seen that some one. of our old t- time uh offensive coordinators uh so you know and the other thing that that is a little upsetting but what upsets me as much as anything is I don't have any confidence that there will be any changes. Now, you've talked about the changes on on the offensive line. I'll be glad to see it. But um, he's kind of like some of our old coaches. They play favorites. They're, they don't have the strength of mind like Saban did, and you should have, to throw out your great quarterback and bring in your backup all of a sudden. Um you know, I'm, I'm saying KJ's bad, but I'd like to see Jacoby Criswell in a, in a season that could be over. If you lose the next two games, why not bring some other people in? I don't have any confidence that he'll play people. He well, plays his favorites is what it seems like. He plays favorites. They're going to play no matter what. I'm surprised that right side of the line, Kutos and Braun uh, and those guys, just, I mean, they may be our best. But I'd like to see some other combinations, and even if they're worse, Jeff. Be, and I hope, even if I they're hope worse, that. so I want oh, Jeff. I want to make sure I'm clear on what you're saying. You're saying they make personnel decisions based on favorites. It seems that way. I, I should say okay. when when somebody's in there and they don't perform, they don't perform, they don't perform. They're still going to play. My, uh, where's Barkey's Gums? Where's our, some of our other guys that are he transfers played, that were supposed? To he played last keep game. Playing. He played as soon as Luke got injured. Gums was in there majority of the ball game. He just didn't have the same impact because he's not as good as Luke. And but, I just mentioned his name. I know we have several other people, and I know we're playing a lot of transfers. Uh, but I would like to see. I, I'd like to see Jacoby Criswell. I thought KJ was having his worst game, and why throw him out there continually? Well, I mean, why not change it up? You knew 
most Razorback fans knew, you know, with about eight minutes, nine minutes, we saw what happened. There's nothing was going to change, but it was the same thing. I know we threw one long pass and got that, cut it to 34-22, made it respectable for people who didn't watch the game. But if you watch the game, you know that was a yeah. felt like a 50-7. to seven. You think Jacoby could have thrown some passes off his backside because I don't I don't necessarily see that point. Uh, listen, Jeff, we've seen him make changes already. And we saw uh, he said he was going to bring in Isaiah Satania. They did. Isaiah had two fumbles in that football game. Luckily, did, luckily didn't cost you to that point. We saw him talking about Jalen Braxton, the true freshman. He played over Jaheim Singletary and started last week. And I think you'll see changes within the offensive line as well. I don't think he plays favorites. I think he plays the best guys that he think will do the adequate job. They just haven't in a good chunk of the games to this point. Yeah. None of their dads are president of the Booster Club. That's not why they're playing. It's in high school, It's, it's, it's in high school. No, nope. <laughs> I mean, it is not. No. You know, no. and, you, and we talk about divided locker rooms and teams that aren't with the coach. Start making serious changes with your quarterback and KJ, who's a captain, and see if that improves the morale of your team. Uh, I hear what he's saying with Jacoby, and I, and I think there's uh, some throws he can make that KJ can't. But the the runner that KJ is the the escape artist he is. There's a lot with KJ you'd be giving up if if he wasn't in there. All right, let's talk to Bruce Stan of Pradco Fishing here on our Pradco Pyramid of Power. We're kind of running up against it, so let's just go and get right into it, Bruce. The Pradco Pyramid of Power. Who are the best football teams in the SEC? SEC. Let's find out. Perhaps I could be of some assistance. This is the Pradco Pyramid of Power. So where are you in Florida again? Sandestin? Sandestin Beach. Man, poor you. Sandestin Hill, right on the water. Poor him, Tommy. Just terrible. It's terrible. Hey, Tommy, I'm going to go catch some of your red redfish to talk to Hatton Bay tomorrow with Super Spooks and uh, Bomber Popping Corks. We're going to, they're on some uh, 35 inches, so we're going to go snatch the big one. Redfish, crappie, or walleye—I mean, those those are the three best eaters, right? Yeah, redfish probably the most versatile. You can do so yeah. much with them. Black and redfish, get that in a skillet, make you some etouffee to put on it. Woo, hard to beat. All right, this I, might I be... talk about top six redfish redfish dishes in the pyramid of power at this point. Well, right. we'll see. It's probably the most uh, volatile we've had because we had Georgia, LSU, Bama, the top three last week. Yeah, LSU's not there no more, boys. <laughs> Georgia's LSU's still at gone. the top. Georgia's still uh, king of the mountain right now. They didn't have a dominating win over Auburn, but they did win 27-20. to 20. They're 5-0 and and number one of the country. I think Saturday's very interesting. Kentucky going to Georgia. I'll be see if, uh, interested to see if Kentucky can take that game into the fourth quarter. I've moved Bama over to number two uh, right now. They beat Ole Miss. Um, LSU's got two losses. Tell me who else should be there. I got Bama number two in the Pradco Pyramid of Power. I agree with you. They're probably the most complete team in the SEC right now. Uh, Bama's playing well on both sides of the ball. All right, from off the board to number three, the 16th-ranked Ole Miss Rebels at 4-1. and one. They beat LSU, as we know, in that, probably the best game of the weekend, 55-49. They got the Mighty Razorbacks on Saturday did you see the line, the, the line for uh, Quishon Jukins? 33 carries in that game for 177. The 177 is impressive. 33 carries. I bet he has been getting his mail in the ice bath uh, this week, Bruce. You know, it was impre- not as impressive as Ray Davis, but it was, it no, was impressive. I've got him down the list, uh, too, here in the Pratt Cup. So I got Ole Miss third. Any any pushback with Georgia, Bama, Ole Miss, one, two, three? I, I'm 100% in agreement with you. It's just uh, what a cupcake schedule Georgia has. November 11th, Ole Miss from Georgia. That that that. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, everybody's starting to circle that game. All right, now here's one that uh, I don't know how you guys will feel about this. I put Tennessee or I, pardon me, I put Texas A&M at four. That's where they yeah. need to be. And, and this, is, this is put up or shut up week. They play Bama. We're going to find out if A&M's the real deal. They don't have to win that game to prove it, but they got to be in that game at the end. It's a two-and-a-half point line. They're at home. Uh, we're going to find out if that D-line is is a seven-sack, 15 tackles for loss kind of deal. And they don't have to get that. They're not going to get that on Bama. But can they get three sacks and Come on, seven TFLs? We're going we're gonna to find out. I, I, I never thought I'd hear those words out of you, Ty. Yeah, I, I got well, A&M at four. Here's the thing about Bama now. It's just sitting like Tua messes up or gets hurt and Jalen comes in. We know what's going to happen if uh, Milrow doesn't make it happen. So if they get to him and rough him up, 
could be a long day for Alabama, but they got to get to it. Yeah. 2.30, that's the uh, 2.30 game on CBS, A&M, and Bama in uh, College Station. All right, hey, this isn't just because uh, because I love you. I got Tennessee still in there at 5. Um, you don't think they're that high. You holds this thing. But I got Tennessee right after A&M in the standings after beating South Carolina 41-20. to I moved Kentucky up. Ray Davis, yep. 280 yards, dominant performance against Florida, who beat Tennessee. Okay. Uh, I had to move Kentucky up. I got Kentucky next. So they're they're the sixth team in the Pradco Pyramid of Power. 5-0, and going to find out against Georgia this week. You mentioned Ray Davis, 26 totes, two, 280 tie. For three tutties. He's stud, man. That Ooh. was uh, that's gonna be he played at Vanderbilt for four years. Did he really? Okay. He transferred. Okay. Yeah. Well they got a big one in uh in Athens this week. And man, there's some market. Plus the only guy explained things to him one time I heard. Yeah. <laughs> so and it doesn't really matter. Rest of the league I kinda got in this order. LSU, then Missouri, South Carolina, Florida, Auburn, Arkansas, Mississippi State, Vandy. So I still got Missouri, Coach Drinkwitz from Alma at number six. They're five and zero. Oh. Okay. Uh, it's put up or set up. They're playing LSU. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, can they keep scoring at the rate they're scoring? Probably against LSU. Can they, can they defend them? Uh, that that'll be their big deal. LSU's right. got the worst defense they've had in over a decade. I mean, they are horrible. Uh, Bad. I mean, they have looked awful at points. Their defensive line is not what it typically is. I know they got two solid guys up front, but. They're sec- that, that, that's the worst secondary they've had maybe since the, I mean, in 20, 20 years. They're awful. So, so Georgia, Bama, Ole Miss, A&M, Tennessee, Kentucky. That is this week's Pradco Pyramid of Power. You said I need Missouri in there. Ty, you got any disagreements with uh, my six? No, I like yours, but it is, uh, like Bruce said, big Tiger Bowl this weekend. It's typically Auburn and LSU's the Tiger Bowl we care about. But that Missouri-LSU game, I didn't think it would amount to anything. But, I mean, there will be people that pick Missouri this weekend, guys, and I don't blame them. Boy, the, way, the way that Drinkwitz has got that team roll. I still think LSU ultimately wins, but that's going to be a fun matchup. we got some intriguing ones in the conference this weekend, fellas. Yep, sure do. And, uh, Bruce, I guess Tennessee's got the bye week. They play A&M on the 14th uh, in Knoxville, so I guess that's the next game for Tennessee. Starting to get in that part of the year where, where teams have a week off. Well, you, you, like, you like A&M coming off a tough game. Uh, you know, and I mentioned the Ole Miss game against Georgia. Tennessee plays uh, Georgia at Neyland the week after Ole Miss. So the, the schedule could help us. Uh, maybe some of these teams will not be as focused and maybe a little beat up when they play the Vols. So, you know, we're, we weren't real happy about losing to Florida. You know, there seems to be a little light now. We're starting to put it together and getting a little hope again. Yeah, that, that one that one will sting for a little bit when you look at the standings. Particularly if you found a way to get by Georgia, that one uh, might really sting. The Arlington Resort Hotel and Spa has everything you want for your next getaway. With the luxury and hospitality of a grand old southern hotel, the accommodations are sure to please everyone. Visit our thermal water bathhouse for mineral water baths and massages or enjoy one of our many dining options, like our Friday night seafood buffet, primetime in a fountain room every Saturday night, or our award-winning Sunday brunch. Located in downtown Hot Springs, the Arlington is steps away from shopping, entertainment, bathhouse row, and the hiking and biking trails of the National Park. Visit ArlingtonHotel.com for more Info. Hey, sports fans, don't let plumbing issues throw you off your game. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric is here to tackle those pesky drain blockages and ensure your water heater is always in MVP form. With Pascal's world-class service, you can count on a winning play every time. Whether it's a quick drain clear or a water heater touchdown, Pascal's got the expertise to keep your home running smoothly. Stay in the game and leave the plumbing to the pros. Schedule your service online anytime at gopascal.com. Pascal Air Plumbing and Electric. The Year of the Sauce continues at Buffalo Wild Wings. Introducing Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and the return of hot barbecue sauce to the Buffalo Wild Wings Sauce lineup. Try both Bullet Bourbon Barbecue Sauce and Hot Barbecue Sauce for a limited time at your local Buffalo Wild Wings. Visit Buffalo Wild Wings in Little Rock, Sherwood, Bryant, Conway, Jonesboro, and Fort Smith. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, sauce, beer, and football. You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. 
what's the deal with the injuries Arkansas suffered in the last game? Coach touched on a couple players, John Morgan, Dwight McLaughlin, Luke Haz. What's going on with them? Stu's got a growing issue, so I don't know if he'll be back or not. Nudie, there's a possibility, but I don't think he'll practice today. John, you know, that's great news. I mean, John talked to him Saturday night. When we got back, he was in great spirits. He had another test this afternoon that I haven't heard the results of that yet. Is having one this afternoon that the results that way well, hadn't had tests. So how could you get the results? But he's in great spirits. Was also talking about just shot Stewart at the front of that again, dealing with the groin injury. Probably probably miss Lisa's favorite player being from the Jonesboro area. Did not make the trip to Dallas, Tommy. We'll see if he makes the trip to Oxford this week. One of your veteran defensive ends. Yep, and uh, you know that's an area where you got to have depth, got to have rotation, and you know it's a scary moment. Uh, but it, coach said, you know, sounded like he had a chance to play. There was a test, as he was talking about there yesterday afternoon, and uh, maybe we'll learn more tomorrow uh, when coach uh, will give us a little bit more information on Wednesday. I think it's three times he visits with the media tomorrow. Uh, uh, with the local media at noon, it's SEC te- teleconference and his coaches show. So. Uh, Maybe we'll learn uh, some more, uh, a more definitive stance on that on Wednesday. We did learn that the Alabama kickoff time is going to be 11 o'clock Central. I didn't know this until I read this story in Whole Hawk Sports. Tommy, it's the first time ever you played in Brian Denny at 11 a.m. First time ever. You played there 15 times. This might be your 15th. First time ever, 11 a.m. kickoff in Brian Denny Stadium. And a lot of that's about Alabama. Alabama mm-hmm. doesn't play a ton at 11 o'clock in I caution uh, those that say, hey, uh, boy, that's an edge for the Razorbacks. The only reason I caution you is I, our good friend Ty Richardson once went to Athens, Georgia for an 11 a.m. game, and it was an ambush. Uh, so, uh, well. you know, I'm not, you know, I'm not suggesting that uh, Bama's as good as that Georgia team was, but I'm just saying that 11 a.m. doesn't always mean you're walking into an easier situation. You were also 4-0, 8 in the country. College game day was there. And, I understand. Uh, different, different setup, but I'm just uh, saying that it doesn't always mean the guard will be let down because it's 11 a.m. It so. is on ESPN at that point, and I'm going to be excited about that i've got the the guys that i'm, hey, I'm staying with the law love the early starts yeah I'm law school buddy that i'm staying with down there it's homecoming weekend for bama so how great <laughs> would it be to just beat them on homecoming for the first time in 20 years in tuscaloosa i don't actually think it's going to happen but one can dream right yeah well, and it, well i think the record that's why i was looking at the record now arkansas is that's horrific it's like 25 and 8 or something like that now it's just not not very good yeah, so it's 25 so eight. you're due you're due, you're due yeah. man <laughs> you're, so due. you're due well i know the football season hasn't gone according to plan and uh, that's putting it lightly but you do have basketball just around the corner red white game tomorrow night coach musselman's going to be speaking with the crowd at 6 40 6 4 6 30 you're going to have your introductions for the red white game now this game is at barnhill it's not bud walton it's a Barnhill. Doors open at 5.30. And you've got free parking lots open in lot west of Razorback Road and in lot 44. So if you're in the northwest Arkansas area or you just want to see the fellas play tomorrow night, free, free 99. You don't have to pay a cent to walk into Barnhill to watch these guys play. Tommy, there are people that don't get a chance to watch them at any point during Bud Walton. I know this, this Midnight Madness used to be the theme for those that didn't have season tickets you got a great opportunity tomorrow night to watch these guys. Play Purdue in 25 days. Mm-hmm. You know, um, by weekend, that's going. I think you're going to have a good crowd for that game. I don't know how many tickets they sold. It was outside of the season ticket package. And uh, I don't know how you know. I don't know how many of those got scooped up, but I imagine it's it's a lot. And that's that is a huge measuring stick. That you know, I guess if you lose, it doesn't count. If you win, everybody will de facto count it. But uh, oh, that's it's a hundred percent moment. I'll get on that show Monday and said you're yeah. going to be a Final Four team. You just beat the Player of the Year, Zach Eady, a Hall of Fame coach, and Matt Painter. This team's going to end up in Phoenix. Hundred <laughs> percent. I I'm already jumping to yeah. conclusions nearly a month out from that game. You know, we always talk about Muss's teams get a kind of a late roll, late start. Well, you know, you're not going to have that luxury this year with things like, you know, I know Purdue's an exhibition, but then you get Duke on that schedule. It, you better figure it out early. You don't have time to, to, to kind of ease into it. Tommy, you mentioned Duke. I've got a friend that has lower bowl season tickets. Do you know what he sold those for? Any guesses? I you said he was a fan. 
he can't make it. He he's moving to Minnesota, so he can't make it. You oh. know what he sold those for? Eight nine hundred a piece. Nine hundred bucks. Okay. He paid for his entire season tickets off one game. That Duke. I was talking to a friend that does radio in North Carolina earlier last week, and he talked about the best high school or best college basketball games he's ever been to is Duke's last game in Cameron and the Final Four game between North Carolina and Duke. And I told him, and I was like, it will be worth the flight for you to to fly from Greensboro or wherever the heck he's flying from to Fayetteville, to XNA. That will be the most... I know we talked about this with Auburn two years ago. That will be the most tight game since Larry Johnson came into Barnhill and UNLV. Can you imagine ticket prices if it was a Saturday? Oh my gosh. And it's at 8.15 on Wednesday, and that place is still going to be bonkers. It's going to yeah. be insane. Yeah. Think if it was a Saturday. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's take some calls real quick. First goes to Charlie and Camden. Charlie, got a minute, man. Go away. Go ahead. Not go away. <laughs> go away. Go ahead. From what I heard yesterday, uh, so they're going to move both to right guard, right? Latham out to right tackle, and then try to move Kutas into center. So I guess that moves Braun to left guard, and then we – the same left side. Is that what you guys are kind of hearing? Here's, here's what's probably going to happen. Charlie, you're starting to break up, so appreciate your call. What I would guess, based on what was asked, Trey Biddy asked him the question, they're going to put Wiggins at center, they're going to move Latham over to right tackle, and Limmer's going to slide in Latham's spot. If that plays out like he was asked. Now, I don't know if they're going to do, again, three adjustments for this Saturday, but based on, and maybe we'll see Dominique get tied in, but Based on how the question was framed and based on how he answered it, that's at least a possibility, Tommy. At Joshua's Fine Jewelry, we specialize in getting you exactly what you want. Custom jewelry, professional repairs. We can even fix eyeglasses and other small trinkets. Now we offer services with a new laser engraving slash cutting machine. We can mark any shape or design you need. Company logos, fingerprints, religious symbols, even actual pictures can be engraved or just cut out into shape and preserved in metal forever. We can also engrave on other materials, glass, wood, plastic, just ask. You can get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown Russellville. Core Jewelry! Have you tried Benville Brewing's new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale? It's handcrafted in Arkansas. You'll taste the great tropical citrus, including the passion fruit, the guava, and pineapple. It's creamy, zingy, and zows the taste buds. It's weird, wonderful, and wacky all at the same time. Try the new Space Goose Hazy India Pale Ale from Benville Brewing. Tom, welcome into the program as always, man. You got plenty of questions in with Coach Pittman yesterday. Talked with him about 30 minutes, and we played some of them already this morning. I want to ask about the offensive line first. Uh, I know that was the first question asked of him in in the press conference. Do we see a multitude of changes this Saturday against Ole Miss with different guys that lead in different positions? Well, good morning, guys. I mean, I would say it's too early to tell, but what we did see at practice yesterday, um, Bray Latham was taking some reps with, you know, it looked like right tackle. Um, he played tackle before. Bo Limmer, who has been at center, was over there at, at uh, right guard. Um, excuse me, left guard. And um, Patrick Kudis, who's been the right tackle, was taking reps at center. So it depends on how those look. I mean, how how well they communicate calls. And what Sam Pittman thinks is if you space Limmer and Latham out, then there's a young guy by each of them as opposed to uh, the current, the previous alignment. Latham was at left guard and Limmer was at center. So Patrick Kudis has um, a veteran in Josh Braun, but not a guy who's been at Arkansas, um, communicating to him most closely. So... Um, you know, this is one of those issues that we saw in spring, and, and we asked questions about it, and we talked about it at length. How would those tackles hold up? And so far, they had not held up super well against the best competition. So, you know, I think there are coaches who would, in this situation, maybe close down practice to keep this stuff secret or not even talk about it. Like, well, we're just contemplating changes. We'll see. But Sam Pittman 
talked about it. You know, we might look at some different things, and then there's an open period of practice where we see Patrick Kudis snapping the ball and so on. So I, I think it remains to be seen. Um, but as he mentioned, we can't just keep doing the same things and expect to just, you know, be better at it. Mm-hmm. You know, they got to they got to change things up. And he did mention this is not a – there's a difference between a panic move and examining everything you do and how you do it and make changes. What, where does Amari Wiggins factor in this? You mentioned Kutas at center. I know they brought him out of the JUCO ranks. Is he a guy that could see some playing time on Saturday? Well, they talked him up in camp. They like Amari Wiggins. Um, if it turns out that his work at center, uh, you know, they, they feel like it's better, more physical, and the communication's up, then, then I guess he could get a chance there. I, I don't think they're leaving anything off the, the table because it has been somewhat of a surprising uh, development that they just haven't got the running game going. And I think I wrote today they're 97th in the country. And this is a running attack that last year was, you know, as good as any in the FBS. So um, there's a lot of issues. And I think it starts with having confidence in who's blocking. And, and then it, and it goes from there. Cause we know these running backs are talented, uh, but with the new schemes and all, and, you know, there's a little bit of blame to go around, following your tracks, making people miss. Uh, KJ's reads on Saturday at the game. Sam Pittman said that there was a bubble play where I think it would would be if he handed it off. There was a huge gap, and he threw it through the bubble, um, and it wound up you know in not much of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tom Murphy with us on the McClarty-Daniel hotline. Tom, I want to come back to the center spot and make it a change there. There were a few snaps in the game where it seemed like K.J. had to to move his eyes, move his hands, and it wasn't as fluid. How big a concern is that going into a game of this magnitude, saying their backs to the wall is not even, you know, stating it correctly, probably the urgency that's needed this week. That snap can't be off, and that – that has not been a, uh, a, a down-in, down-out problem, but there was clearly a, a few plays with some issues on Saturday. Yeah, that's right. And I, I think in the first couple of games, there was I know he, he had a touchdown pass to Andrew Armstrong that the ball was on the ground, and, and, and there was a snap way over his head against Kent State. So, I mean, look, Bo Limmer is, is, a, is a fine player, and he's, he's really getting his first significant work at center. And – it, it goes to show you how difficult the position can be, and it makes you appreciate guys like Ricky Stromberg who come in and hold down this position for three or four years. So, um, yeah, I, I do believe that the accuracy of snapping is going to be one of the factors that comes into play. Um, and to think that you can make – let's just say they go into this game with Kudis at center, um, Limmer at left guard, Latham at right tackle. You can't go in expecting everything to be completely smooth, that all the communication will be 100% effective and everybody will remember their plays as, oh, yeah, I'm a right tackle now or, or what have you. So, um, But they're doing what they feel like is best for the team, and you can't fault Sam Pittman for doing that. You kind of ran through the lineup today, uh, you know, the, kind of the last look at practice, what, today and tomorrow, I guess, but – do you expect to see the same thing when you go out there today? I'll be interested to see kind of what that looks like and what, what you report back to us on Thursday as, uh, as the practices unfold, the, the ones we at least get to see the first little bit of. Well, we all are. And it, the O-line is one of those positions where, you know, I mean, if you're a running back, you're a running back. I mean, you, you, might, uh, you might be like Dominic Johnson and go take a few reps at tight end, um, and we'll see if that renewed experiment continues to take hold but yes at the o-line what we saw was some position drill stuff some half line things yesterday but today if practice is open for the length that normally is on a tuesday we will see fastball starts and that's five guys going at it um and in in thud action so i if if you're going to try this you're going to try it for more than one day so i expect we'll see um these changes in practice today and in the coming couple of three days, it's going to be a big, um, you know, evaluation to figure out if this is going to be their, their best lineup. Tom Murphy with us here on the McCarty Daniel Hotline, Whole Hawk Sports, Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Tom, one of the things that may have gone unnoticed during that presser was Coach saying, we've got to find a running back that breaks some tackles. Rocket's coming back from his injury. Dominique still doesn't look the same as he did two years ago. 
Dominion and Green were basically non-factors in that game. Is there any way you could see a scenario where Isaiah Augustive gets in, or is he just too far down the depth chart at this point? Well, I think they got to the stage in last week's game. You know, Augustive got um, the reps in the probably the last series mm-hmm. uh, before the touchdown, and um, I, I think pass protection has been an issue. Um, I know that Rashad Dubinion had some bad snaps in pass coverage, just missing guys and what have you, and I know Rocket – in his first game back, had, you know, gave up one of those sacks from the edge. So, um, usually pass pro for the true freshman is one of the hardest things to do. So I don't know if they would like rely on him in the, the meat of the game, the heat of the game when it's really close and all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I think they'll go with their veterans. And even though I like uh, Augustov, I think he's going to be a fine, uh, tailback. Uh, they got to find guys who are a combination that, that that have power that can make people miss, and they haven't had a ton of that this year. But there also hasn't been a ton of open space to get going in either. Tom, last thing. So you mentioned the tight end position with Dominique Johnson maybe playing some reps there, and we'll see what happens on Saturday. He kind of put them in two separate groups. Groups. He put Gums and Washington in one group, kind of pass catchers, Sherman and Backs in the other. How do you think they go about it this weekend with Coach saying they're all getting reps heading into Saturday? Uh, that's a great question. Um, maybe we'll f- find out a little bit more in fastball starts. It looks to me like they w- want to give Gums the first opportunity there. I mean, the, the tight end position is so difficult. But being the pass catcher the way has was is a big deal for this offense. And so I, I think – Gums might be your best option there, and, and Washington, as you mentioned. But um, they've got to be more physical, too. I mean, and, and Bax did not have a great blocking grade against A&M. So, um, I, I don't know. They've got to find a, a, something they can lean on. And, and I'm not sure if they've gotten that yet. Like, you know, is it going to be our stretch play? Is it going to be uh, the RPOs? And, and in this game, because Texas A&M put up somewhat of a blueprint the way you attack the edges and just come at them. Mm-hmm. And um, they've got to find some hot um, route relief, and Gums could be a huge part of that. You know, chip and then turn and, and catch little short passes that, where you'll have room to run. So um, the tight ends are going to be really, really big in maybe trying to unlock the best things the Razorbacks can do. Tom, we'll leave it there this morning, man. Appreciate your insight. We'll get a better look at Ole Miss on Thursday, okay? Indeed. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network, the best podcast in the natty state. Just search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.